Yeah, they were rocking and rolling down at T-Mobile Arena last night. Season's underway. They get the win 4-3 over the Kraken. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Jason Pothier, our good friend, is in from Sinbin.Vegas. Let's go over what we saw last night. Thrilled that Hoggy's back. Wilkes-Barre beat Tampa Bay, and then Vegas played Seattle last night. I mean, hockey, guys on frozen water, skating around, scoring goals, hitting each other. It's good stuff. How you doing, Stevie? Most of the hitting in the Knights game was done by Seattle, though. This Knights team looks a lot different now to me with Carrier being injured and uh, Reeves now in New York. Not well, speaking as, of. Not as physical. Speaking of. Oh, boy. Put them out there, the opening face of and do it. Yeah. Right? Reeves, Wilson, do it. Reeves had the knee injury. Thankfully, he's okay. And I'm sure both those guys would sign up and say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Instead of this chasing each other around, let's do it. Let's address it. So why you got him? I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Let's do it. Let's get down to playing hockey. I would say in the first five minutes, it happens. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. Gallant doesn't want Reeves out there chasing. He doesn't want there out there with Wilson anyway. So... Other than that one incident that hopefully they get over, like Brian said, Gallant doesn't want you know those two lines facing off each other all game. So, but you also, I mean, they did it, and I get why they did it. I mean, you can't be ragdolling Panarin around, right? And you got to send him. Honestly, this is the opener. There's 82 games to go, and you're sending a message. You, you went and got Reeves for a reason. Well, you got him. That's why you got him. Yeah. I mean, he's not scoring 20. Right, right. And and Goudreau as well, where, you know, what do you expect offensively from him? Not much, but uh, there's an element there. Steve, you brought up the hitting last night. It was a pretty soft game. Yeah. There was there was nothing really. There was no big collisions. Uh, McNabb, and I think, I forget who else had a little bit of a collision, but it was a very soft hockey game, and I I think maybe, you guys tell me, was it because of the big events, or was it because this is how they, they want us to try and play? I will say, I mean, we're doing these new hockey shows for BetUS, and we did the show yesterday, and the total's five and a half. And it's Leonard and Grubauer, and that makes sense. But my rationale, I, what I did on the show, over one and a half in the first period, plus money, we're in Vegas, man. This is what we do. Yeah. And over five and a half plus money. And the reason I did it, and it's, it's kind of what happened, is they don't know each other. They don't hate each other, although apparently a stick twirl got their attention. Uh, that, uh, okay. <clears throat> that's drummed up. But the first game of the year, and I think we saw the same thing in the Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay game. Pittsburgh was grinding away on the forecheck because they were really kind of an undermanned team, but they had the effort. Tampa Bay was there to watch the banner go up, <laughs> and Wilkes-Barre showed up and beat them. But the first game of the year, I think, well, part of it was we've been to home openers for the Golden Knights. The crowd's going nuts. The anticipation, everybody's there. Vegas can't help themselves. They try to, you know. The fancy highlight real stuff. They they play that game. They feed off the energy. But they will also then give up some stuff in transition. And I think in games three, four, five, the physicality around the league will pick up. Nobody's coming out in the opener, you know, other than we're sitting here saying Reeves and Wilson are going to drop them, right? 
most of these teams are just, let's get going. And it's not pond hockey, but it ain't far off. Because no, one, no one's coming out there looking to get killed in the first game. And, you know, the penalties were trips and, you know, just kind of knick-knack type, type of penalties where they weren't physical penalties. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Brian. It was definitely a feeling out process. And, again, I do think there was a little bit of excitement on both teams, so they didn't really want a dirty game. I, I, I guess that's fair. I I mean, I, you, I, did, all, I did notice how fast the first period went because there were no penalties called. Yeah, and there, there wasn't too, there weren't too many stoppages. You know, no, not many icing. So let's uh, let's deal with two things right out of the gate. The games on ESPN, the 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 hover camera. Yeah, it didn't work in the Pittsburgh game. It was awful. Like, where's the puck? I can, can I just show the game, please? <laughs> It did work a lot better in the Vegas game. Yeah. It did. And, and, and actually, so the thing obviously goes zone to zone. It looked a lot better in the Vegas game. The first game, it was a travesty. The game-winning goal by Stevenson. Now, I know that 90% of the time, if you're going to kick a puck in, it's going off the inside of your skate. Right. Now... They went to the referee guy. I think it was a Dan, ja- uh, Dan Jackson. I think was maybe their referee expert, and they they made the call so quick yeah, they before cut him he, off. <laughs> before he could even say what he thought. But ninety percent of the time, a kicking motion is going to be the inside of your skate. In a redirect, if Stevenson is like coming in doesn't want to crash into the goalie and he does the swish right like you know the the two skates as he's in a stopping motion yep. both skates digging into the ice and it goes off his skate but he's trying to stop oh that's a that's a redirect i don't know who's watching what replay here he he saw it coming his way and it hit the outside of his skate but he clearly Kicked towards the net. It went off the. Uh, did he not kick that in? I and, and it looked like he was specifically angling it yeah, certain way. Yeah. He moved his 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 skate to a kicking direction towards the goal. It's funny because everybody thought it would be called back, except for two people: Brian Boucher and Mike McKenna, two goalies that right away knew. Oh, that that rule that's accepted. That was a deflection, and I didn't see the deflection, but. It was funny that two goalies did, and they were they happened to be right. I I, I still don't, I, I've seen it a hundred times. I, I don't get it. Well, I guess uh, someone said that they had heard on the radio, and and maybe there's something to this that they maybe they had heard Gary Lawless say, "Don't look at it in slow motion," you know, because in slow mo, and, and I get that that it's such a bang bang thing that whatever the benefit of the doubt or whatever but clearly in slow motion i mean he he didn't just it didn't just hit the outside of his skate and go in he he made a forward motion with his right foot and it hit in it was on line with the net he, he i mean i don't know if they put it this way would you have been like throwing stuff at the window or the remote at the tv if they'd have Called it no goal? I, I think Golden Knights fans wouldn't even have booed the play. 
because yeah, it stinks that you get the goal the goal called back, but like Brian's saying here, I it just looked obvious, and I it's it's all nice and good to look at it in real time, but the referees look at it in slow motion as well, so they saw that angle, which is <laughs> again I I don't know. Hey, it's a break. You take it. You run with it. I. I did not hear. Did you hear anything from the Seattle room? Uh, yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't chirp it at no, all. No, no, no. They just said, "Hey, it's part of the game. It's you know, it's a roll. No big deal. We played hard. We like what we saw." All right, we got a lot to get to on the Golden Knights room, but let's just start with. They look pretty good, man. Seattle looked perfectly fine, and it's funny as I'm watching them. I kind of went back to Vegas the first year, and. It's amazing. You know, we, we talk about this stuff every day, but you see it on full display, and then it hits me. You can build a team. I mean, it all comes down to what the plan is. Vegas ended up being so good, they kept everybody and went for it. Seattle acquires these guys. And you can sit there and say, oh, there were name players. Well, Carey Price was out there. Well, how many millions did they save by getting Grubauer, who's perfectly fine? Right. And the majority of those guys, if I was going to make a comparison, not not the misfits, I would say the, the comparison to me would be Stevenson, where Stevenson in Washington is kind of buried. He was third line, right? Fourth. Was it fourth? Yeah. All right, he's buried there, Right. He comes here, he's a number one center. So it's about opportunity and who you're surrounded with. So probably two-thirds of these guys are third and fourth line guys that now have an opportunity to play more minutes, technically with more skilled players, and you can run with it. But you're watching them going, their size, their speed, they look perfectly fine. And if you're just being Francis in the laboratory building Frankenstein, I got size here, I got speed here, I got, oh, that's a size guy, here's a speed and they had a master plan of how they're going to build this, and you're spending a lot of cake to do it. But it, I, clearly, we're seeing it can be done. Like expansion teams of the past, I was going to say, why, are a disaster. Well, what was going on with with the you know the the operations back then? The executives, the president and general manager of those teams, they, they didn't. It's almost like let's just take the big name, the specific of the rules. I, 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 we should, I could look it up, but the, the it was not tailor made like this, and they weren't spending you know like five hundred million or what is Seattle six fifty? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, I thought it was seven. I thought it was six fifty. Right around there, yeah. Whatever they, it was. What you're paying but, for, and they're they're giving you the the wiggle room to. And that's why they did this. This is this is different because. More players were exposed to these teams. Yes. And these teams were the only teams involved in the expansion those two years, the, the Knights four years ago and Seattle last year. Um, so so at, you're the one team getting to pick the guy you want off of each team, whereas when you had multiple teams coming in, the guy that you wanted from St. Louis, the other, the other guy might get before you. Yeah. So, so you're not getting... And you know what the other difference is? That, okay, this is how Francis chose to do it. Vegas had the pledge and cut all these side deals. And no one was taking that bait. Correct. So literally, he just sat there and he took the best guy of the 10 or whatever that he had to choose from on every team. 
So Vegas cut a lot of side deals and it turned out some of the best players they were got were, they got were as a result of side deals that also gave them added assets and you get Carlson and all this other stuff. Yeah. But you know, Francis, nobody's dealing with him. He said, Okay, tough. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. And you sit there and go, they may not be household names, but when he's putting all those pieces together, he's got size and speed. They look, they look pretty good. Yeah, and and again, you, you you mentioned the Golden Knights a few years ago. Well, five years ago now. <clears throat> household names. They didn't have many, right? Flurry, maybe Neil. Um, well, that was the funny thing because I I don't, right. know if, I don't know if it was Barry Melrose Peron, or who said this. Peron, maybe when they were talking about Seattle, they said, "Well, Vegas had Flurry." Wait a minute. When Flurry got here. They yeah. had kept Matt Murray over Flurry, and he turned. He got his career kind of really jump started again. I mean, you know, past glory and all this other stuff. I mean, you could make the case. I mean, we know what Flurry ended up doing, but on the way in, you could make the case they actually got, coming in had the better goalie. We went and got. A, we went and got. We signed Grubauer. We went and got a Vesna finalist. Flurry was no Vesna finalist when he got here. They sent a second round pick with Flurry for Vegas. To no, take I know. Him. So no, I mean you're right. I mean he was his status in the league. It looked like he was trending down for sure. Well, good for them. I mean, and I like the unis. I, I listen. I, I feel bad for Golden Knights fans, but wow, the, that Seattle uniform just completely leapfrogged the Golden Knights. I mean, both oh, home in a, in a way. Jeez. I, yeah, they're nice. They really are. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think Seattle's going to be around the whole time. I, I don't think they, they might have a little bit of a, you know, maybe like a six-game losing streak, something like that, you know, six out of ten. You'll be in a lot of games, man. You got to go. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Hey, by the way, <clears throat> we're saying Vegas got a break. How many posts did Vegas hit? I mean, March or so, that was that, that one looked like barred down. Ask, what a me, wrist shot that was. I want to ask you guys about both. Are they trying to be too they, – They've hit a lot of posts in the four, four plus years now. Are they? Are they try? Do they try to be too fine with their shots? I think there are some guys, Marsha Show, Pacioretty, that their shot is so accurate and dangerous that maybe that's sort of what you're talking about. Um, Petrangelo as well, right? I mean, yeah. these guys have nasty wrist shots, so yeah. the accuracy is right there. It's almost there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, these goalies are so big. Okay. No, no. I mean, you maybe. I'm not discounting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discounting it. They have drawn a lot of iron over the years here, and I, and I'm just wondering if they need to put that a little more on goal and a little less. But off but, of but it. the reality of the situation, Stevie, the game's going so doggone fast. But if you're coming in on the off wing, I got news for you. There's like a, a six-inch window yeah. to beat the guy, and it's, it's beat the guy or the post. And Patrick mean, did th- beat the guy for the first goal. I mean, he you know he had a nice little sharp snipe there. I mean, you can make the case they're unlucky instead. A lot of like like well, Marchessault could have been no. I'm serious. Could have been been po- you know crossbarring in. Yeah. No, I I laugh because they say that right after the games often. Oh, we just got unlucky tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, how many times have we heard in the postseason that uh, you know we you know we hit a lot of pipes tonight, you yeah. know, and and of course it's an excuse. I, I, I will give you. I think you're you, you're onto something when they're in a drought. They, they they get 
maybe too fine. And when when you're in a drought, you should simplify. Okay. And 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 those kind of things are magnified when when you know when they're having that kind of collective time out of lighting the lamp. But I don't know. It just hit me last night because what, what three times they 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 drew iron. And, they, and like the third time, and I just kind of thought to myself, man, they draw a lot of iron. Yeah. Well, the other the other side of that is Grubauer's going, yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I gave you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a good goalie. That's that. Sorry. That, yeah. The post. So what? I think it you, sounds good, and the crowd goes, "Ooh and ah," because well, it wasn't going in. I I cut my angle down. All you had was the post. Right, and and I I think you you hit it. The fact that these goalies are just so much bigger than in years past. So there's there's just not much of a window. But if you put it on goal, you might get like the third goal that Seattle scored. What was that? Yeah, like, it was a did, little did bit. He, did 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 Leonard not see it because of the defensive stick in front of him or? There was. It seemed to be a little bit of uh, miscues last night between Leonard's defense. So okay. maybe that was one because after I think it was the first goal, Leonard went over and you know I think he I could be wrong, but it seemed like he was talking to his defense and you know maybe just a little bit of rust I guess. But how about Nick Hague? I really liked what yeah. I saw with him jumping down in the offense, and I feel bad that that uh, Petretti got credit for that goal because I, I thought it was all his. Yeah. No, Hag looks good. I, you're, you're right. He's he. he we, we talked about White Cloud uh, toward the end of last year, and his offensive stuff. Hag's Hag's starting to jump in. That that Hag is such a no brainer. I'm telling you, every year. That frame, when they drafted him, it was the safest pick. I don't care what Suzuki and Glass, or Brandstrom. Okay, honestly, we said this then. We're not just saying this after the fact. Then, any one of those guys could be studs, and Suzuki just signed for just under eight million per. Or they could be, you know, big underachievers. And oh, by the way, it was a historically weak draft. Those were the words. But when they took Nick Hague at the top of the second round, we said. That is the safest pick. That kid is a ten-year NHL defenseman with that frame, and once he figures out what it, you know, figures out the game and his skating gets better, I I think they could coach that. I, yeah, you can't coach the frame. <clears throat> nope. Hey, he deserves a lot of credit for what you just said too. His skating now, no one talks about his skating anymore. His skating is is is, is good. His skating is good. And we and we were concerned about that when we first saw him. He looked like Bambi on the ice. Well, he went back to. I believe Robert. He was in the oh no, he was in the OHL. I forget. Do you, I don't remember the team. It was the OHL? But he went back and like, he put. Did he put up record-setting yeah. numbers, uh, goals for defenseman? Yeah, he's not yeah. Bobby Orr. No, but he ran the power play really, really good. And I, now, I, now I, he's I skating and he he knows his angles and he knows what he's supposed to do. He knows tendencies of the opposite. Hague is just going to keep keep getting better. The heavy shot factor as well. I mean, you need those. You need those shots from the point. Uh, I think for the most part, most of the defense have more better wrist shots than slap shots, yeah. so uh, that that helps as well. I, again, I, you know, hey, they played well last night. They were the Golden Knights always, not almost since the first year. We know it's coming. We know there's going to be some dull hockey for about ten minutes at some point, and they allow a team back in. I yeah. mean. Am I wrong to connect last night with well, years past? You know, the odd dynamic last night, I believe I'm right on this, 
wasn't by a million miles. And Vegas was good at, at coming back late if they were down, and then they were really good in overtime. But wasn't it like not close? Their best period was the second period with the long changes. And Seattle took it to them in the second period. Yep. Yeah, so I mean... I, again, I, last night, game one, right, everybody? There's still a little rust there. Uh, but, I mean, they look like the team to beat, which which everybody talks about. They look like the team to beat in Pacific. Although, did you notice a couple of guys picked Calgary to win the Pacific? A couple of guys picked Edmonton. Yeah, they're missing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're leaving the team out. Uh, uh, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I think Vancouver look out. I'm, I'm Demko and Halak. Right, Hughes and Patterson, they lock up. They get Garland and Ekman Larson. Besser's not playing tonight, I don't no. believe. Uh, and again, last year was like nobody's giving these guys a break. I mean, they they were stuck in that Canadian division. Every team in the NHL is flying forty five minutes to play their games. <laughs> they were flying cross country. Yeah, all they were the only team had to do it. And then they had the huge COVID outbreak. Yeah, for the first 13 games, they were sporadic lineups. So, yeah, I mean, 13 out of 50, just, 52 I, games. I, or I could be wrong, but I, to me, I think Vancouver, I think Vancouver is the the danger to be second in the division. Personally, yeah, and I, and I was really pleasantly surprised with what I saw from these guys last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it, it, the Pacific keeps getting knocked as the weakest division in hockey, and you know, I, I don't think we disagree with that, but. To see it be a little bit, it would it would be better, I think, for the Golden Knights in the postseason if the the division all around was a little bit more competitive. I had to score preseason games for uh, Don Best, and a couple of them was Seattle. So I I watched some Seattle in the preseason. They they are this team that we saw last night. That's Their power play the was pretty good in the preseason, huh? The power play was pretty good they, in the preseason. They're, they're just a good team. They're I, they're I wouldn't say that they're a great team. They're a good hockey team. And I, I, I have a feeling in this division they make the playoffs. I understand people picking Edmonton. I agree with Brian about Vancouver. I don't get Calgary at all. How, yeah. how can anyone pick Calgary? Yeah, I think a lot of people still look at that roster. Uh, they look at Markstrom. And, you know, I, I think last year, Brian, you know, Brian brought up Vancouver. Calgary wasn't really a mess the way that Vancouver was. They just underachieved. So there's a chance. There's a chance that all those talent talented players – have a very good season, and I don't know. I mean, you know, I think Gaudreau can put up 25. There, there's talent there. There's just something that doesn't feel right, and they it, it didn't feel right last year. It, I, they didn't do anything in the off season to change things up at all to, to, to make it feel right. I, I just think this year we saw what we saw from them last year. You know, to the Golden Knights' credit, through four years, that they they built on it. Okay, wait, my God, wasn't that fun? The Disney movie, the first year. But they built on it. Then, you know, Stone, Petrangelo, whatever. And finding the right combination, how it's all going to work, remains to be seen. But you think about it, when you say Calgary underachieved, teams do that. Right. Nashville was, to me, looked like a team yeah. that was built with that defensive core, Rene, I mean, whatever. They looked like they had this big, long window yep. where Nashville's going to be this beast. And they have driven 
off a cliff. Yeah. Right? It's like, what happened? Nashville just got like, gutted. Now, you can say the Subban thing, however, that all, whatever it was. But that, that they, seemed to be a mistake. But Poyle, but, a, Poyle was such a good GM. And they moved Seth Jones for, you like, know. But I guess my point is for the fans around here is, you know, you, you get frustrated if they don't win the whole thing and, and only one team's going to be happy. But the fact remains, organizationally, they have they have kept the contender – and, and that we could see it. The window's open for X amount of years here in the ways. But, oh, by the way, it's a veteran team. Right. So that window, how deep the window goes until you start infusing some young blood in here remains to be seen. But the first and second line did did some good things. What did we make of uh, Patrick? Krebs had a real nice move. Uh, what, what do we make of the bottom six? Do we... I, I thought Krebs there were a couple of times where uh, I really liked. He, he had taken a pretty big, big hit behind the net, and he just kept chasing the puck. And, and I thought, and then he ended up taking another hit later on that shift. And I, I thought to myself, this kid, he, he he does not show his size whatsoever. He's not afraid. Uh, I think you you're only going to see a lot more from him. I got to watch that a little more closely, just on that point, because there's a re- here. I'll give you the perfect guy. When do you ever see William Carlson get smoked? He does. He does. Open ice, maybe, at I've, the most. I, I've I, mean, I, I, I don't. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he absorbs most of the hits. But, and he protects himself. Yeah. yeah. He, he when the hits coming, he spins the right. Krebs does, and I love it because he's not. He does. He's not a wallflower. He go go hard places. But there's an art form to protecting yourself. And yeah. Go where it's not fun to go. But don't get killed because you got to be on the ice. Like I, I, Carlson does not take shots. I, I know. No, I know you'll remember this, but one of Don Cherry's biggest feature was showing certain guys not doing it right and getting crushed and, 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 and you know getting hurt and suspensions out of the deal, and then all of a sudden showing the right way, which you're talking about, absorbing that hit, angling it off, and and Carlson, if Krebs can do that, I mean. You're preserving his body, and that's really that's what you need. That's my concern with him. You know, he's had he's had the two injuries. I mean, the puck was bad right. luck. I mean, you can't. No, no, it's, you, it's fine. But, but, he, but, but, no, but he only knows one speed, and he's not afraid. And, and sometimes that can get you in trouble. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm thrilled the guy, the, the willingness and gumption to do this yeah, stuff. Me too. But when you're, you know, when you go there, you know, you, you want to take a nasty hit two out every time, ten times you go in there. Instead of getting hit with a two by four every time you go in there, yeah, yeah, and, and I would think his size exactly what Vegas did to uh, Vancouver a couple of years ago, where they specifically attack, you know, Pedersen and, and Quinn because they're not the biggest or strongest right, right. guys. I could see Krebs taking some some uh, attention at times, but I mean, you got to like what you saw at him, Patrick. Yeah. I, you know, there were times where I didn't really notice him. Um, I did notice him on the PK I mean, on the on the power play. There was a nice uh, deflection he had on the side of the net. Mm-hmm. Didn't go in, but uh, I like that play. But you know, I think, and he he was pretty bad on faceoffs. Uh, yeah, so sure. I, I think you know we need to see more from him. But again, game one. I th- I think I I agree with the board that we cannot judge the bottom six until the season's over. But that, that, there was a lot of guys missing. Uh, last night, so I I, I think we we kind of have to wait until everybody's healthy that would play. You know, I I I got a feeling about Howden. I got a feeling Howden's going to fit in nicely here. So I so I I want to see when everybody's healthy 
what what the combos are and and how, and how they play. You know, most important thing in that win, you grab grab your two points, get out of Dodge. Right. Eighty two games. It's huge for Leonard to win that first. Yeah, game. that is huge. You know, you know how people are going to be. Oh, they already were. You know, <laughs> right? Game I mean, goal I, too. I know. You know, he made some timely saves. Uh, at the end, Seattle made a had a mini push, but that it's a big deal for him. And I, I mean, I'm good for him. You know, you get the win, get out of Dutch. You you don't want you know this not, you know, the nonsense right out of the gate. Right, right. Uh, no, I mean you know, it's just a hockey game. If they'd have lost last night, it's not the end of the world. But you know, it would have been tough. It, it, yeah, it it would have started because the fans are just you know there's still fans are fans. They're still split, right? And we'll have to see what happens. I mean, Leonard's their goaltender. He won last night. Uh, were there times that, you know, I mean, I don't really blame any of those goals on him necessarily. Uh, the one that he didn't even save, which was just Tanev. Tanev lost Horrible it. hands, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I don't blame him for that. It was one of those breakaway situations. But you honestly, you can make the case. Leonard forced that. He came out with the poach check, right. and he yeah. lost it. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get a stick on it, but he he right. forced the guy to make the mistake, I guess. There, I, I, I have two issues, and I saw this in the preseason, too, with Leonard. He's having trouble controlling his rebounds right now, and when he tries to put the puck to the corner, he's not always getting it to the corner. Almost there's, like he's unsure of what he's there's doing. There's some kind of issue there. But he, he's, he's got to control the rebounds better, and he's got to get the puck to the corner when that's the play to make. How about ESPN last night bringing up Vegas and Eichel? Oh, no, I, I, I missed that. What did they say? Well, they said, uh, you know, keep keep your eye on, uh, you know, early moves here. The Golden Knights rumored to still be in, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, Jack Eichel would love to play here and be in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, apparently on that front... Brisson's making some headway. He's gotten the medical records, and teams are now seeing his medical records to the point where, all right, the teams have finally stepped up and said, we're willing to make the trade and let him have his surgery because you're an idiot to trade for him if you don't let him have his surgery. Right. Why would you acquire a pouty mess? If you're, do- you're getting him, you're doing that surgery. Now, I don't know that they're retaining salary, I don't know how many conditional aspects of the trade would be and that he plays X amount of games or whatever, and then it's a sliding scale what the actual return is. But Sabanajed signs with the Rangers, and it seems, again, we're cycling back to Anaheim and L.A. because they have what Vegas uh, Buffalo wants. Right. They have the, the high-end prospects and the picks. Vegas only has a handful of high-end prospects, and a Vegas first-round pick ain't nothing special. <laughs> right, right. Right? And Vegas doesn't really want to give up a roster, guys. So. I, would, I would not discount them. They're always in on the big fish. A lot of moving pieces. But I, I think you're still, probably at the end of the day, probably it's probably Anaheim's the front-runner in L.A.'s breathing. I would, Garen's aggressive. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying. To me now, the way this is sh- shaken out, I mean, I Anaheim and L.A. are. I don't believe are going anywhere this year. So, you know, well, I mean, you know, they got the picks and the prospects, and their picks would be 
I believe, valuable enough for Buffalo to pull the trigger on the deal. The other thing is the clock's ticking here. I mean, if, if he's getting this surgery or if he's getting dealt, this is all about is this guy going to be ready to play in the Olympics? Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I, I, I still to this day am reading articles about, well, the clock's ticking and Eichel's no move trade. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, generally speaking, I get it. He wants the hell out of there. Yeah. Right. He's not going to be going, well, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean, you know, forget the no move thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> not with they, this But situation. they're acting like it's a thing. He wants out. Yeah, right. And that's yeah. not until next year. But come next year. The say, I'm telling you, do not give this guy away. And if you get to the draft table next year or whatever, he's yours. And if you want him, pay for him. They've come this far. You can't give them away. They're in complete rebuild mode. I, I think L.A. or Anaheim make a lot of sense because, like you said, Anaheim uh, has all that young talent and picks. Uh, this is a way that they can use Eichel as their premier piece and everybody else is kind of, you know, the youth is growing around him. L.A., geez, I mean, if you put him on the same team with an aging Kopitar, now you got a 1A, 1B. And, you know, we, we all kind of agree that they could push for the playoffs. So they would have to make that move earlier, though. They, soon, right? Because if L.A. is going to be pushing for the playoffs, they need this guy in the lineup eventually. I still got a feeling about Rangers, Minnesota. Because remember, McLeddy told us about Zibanejad. So, so, so the Rangers get Eichel. Zibanejad goes to Minnesota. Minnesota has the draft picks that Buffalo would want. And, and they, back to our summer-long debate, Right. So, like, what is it worth, you know, at the end of the day? Like, you sit there, I love Krebs, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He's a kid, right? You can love him. Is it worth giving up Krebs and whatever, four four or five pieces, if that guy came here and Krebs goes on and has an incredible career, is it worth making that deal if Eichel came here and won you a cup? I mean, where, where that's I what we, we the, see. That's what you have to weigh here. No, if he comes and wins a cup, absolutely. I'm, I'm concerned about the neck injury. In other words, well, if, if if Edmonton, if if uh, Holland continues to lose his mind on his deals, and Edmonton called and said, "Hey, we'll trade you McDavid, but we want Krebs and some." Yes, I'm in. No, I know the injury thing. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, like a Suzuki, you got Patch already. Right. Well, look what Suzuki's doing. Right. Yeah. All right. But right now, I mean. People go, damn, he could have been ours, but nobody's like losing like yeah, yeah. a no, ton I, of sleep over it. Pacioretty's your leading goal scorer. I understand right. you got to give. give he gave up, up now. You gave up way too much in addition to Suzuki, but it's not like people are sitting here. Oh, woe is me. We don't have Nick Suzuki. Right now, life goes on. Is, right, it is contingent of if they win the cup because, like you said, Krebs is if, if that's the main piece that Vegas doesn't want to give up. We just talked about a window, a veteran window here. So Krebs being in the organization or not is going to win in that window and not necessarily after that window. So Eichel certainly helps that window even more uh, than Krebs, I think. Yeah, and again, I mean, oh, no, Stevie, no, I see no, your no, smile, no, 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 and no, I know you want the cupboard to still gonna, be full. Anybody remember Doyle Alexander? I know the name. Okay, remember when Al- Atlanta traded Doyle Alexander to Detroit? Detroit was... I think it was 84. They were, they were going for the, for the playoffs. If Detroit wins the World Series this year, no one cares that uh, Atlanta picked up John Smoltz in that deal. <laughs> okay. Right? If Doyle Alexander pitches them to the World Series, they're, they're good with that. 
Given, give, given up right. John Smoltz. So, so I get it. Brian has said this, and it's true. You have to give up somebody to get somebody. Somebody I, that good, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, it, it's the neck injury. If, again, if, if, if McKinnon, if, if Colorado for, loses their mind and, and they want to deal McKinnon here, i give up Krebs to get McKinnon? Sure, absolutely. Well, and hey, I mean, Ken was in here yesterday and we're going through all this, you know, cap nonsense stuff and Dorfeyev <laughs> and Dugan and this and that. And he said, well, what happened? Well, I mean, I mean, what happened is maybe you were in on something. Maybe, yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. See, that, that, that's the other thing with Minnesota in this deal for me is that he, he bought out those two contracts, right? He did that for a reason. Yeah. Right? So, that, that's what, again, I keep coming back to that because, you know, Garen made those deals. We, 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 we hear the talk from Micheletti about Zabanajad, and I, I know that uh, the Rangers would be interested in, uh, in, 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 in bringing the, the Buffalo kid in there. Because, you know, he'd still get to play on the East Coast. It's not Boston, but he still gets to play on the East Coast. Right. And, I mean, again, he would be a massive hit in New York City. Oh, I mean, hey, first and foremost for the guy, I mean, I'm, I'm not happy how this all's ending. But I will tell you, whoever gets him, if he's healthy again, it's good for the game. Because you watch games, I would watch these guys, and I know they're going nowhere fast, but I go, holy hell, did he just do that? Right. I mean, he's that kind of player. Well, the movie you come out, on, you, on Shea, uh, Shea Theodore a couple of years you ago. You come out of your seat. Right. You know, you're entertained, you know. And the other thing is, like you said, good for hockey. Let's be honest. They're going to broadcast other team, whatever team he's on. Oh, he's buried now. And, I mean, and, and, and the, nobody sees him. Well, but the, the crazy thing is, I don't know how ESPN will do this. Uh, like NBC... Every year, it's the Cup Finals and Buffalo is the third highest rated hockey Always, market in yeah. the league. Yep. I mean, so eyeballs are. I mean, they're they're. You got a whole city and region watching them, right? But around the country, not so much. It's such a shame because uh, I mean, you you could do a whole show on you know what a, what a great hockey city, what a great sports city it is. Oh my God, I looked at their. Uh, let's get, we'll get back to the Golden Knights. I'll, I'll, you got to see this roster. <laughs> It is, it's like, is there a keg of beer on the bench? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, you're two two years removed from getting rid of $6 million of a Poso, getting rid of Eakin, who you never should have got, getting, and Miller just never panned out. And it's all kids and no-name guys, and then they've got a bunch of prospects and kids, and your goalie is four, how old is... Anderson, is he oh. Tom Brady? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get Anderson and Tukarski or your goaltenders. <laughs> if, if this Granado, if they're a 500 team, th- that guy should win two coach of the year awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the fact is, I don't know if you even want him winning that many games. You know? No, the, the Shane's right sweeps. They, how many you can't, you can't keep uh, winning the ping pong balls? That's true. That's true. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, if the Golden Knights really are in on Eichel, I, I'd rather it happen. So- I bet they would rather it happen soon as well, so they can prepare and get ready for the stretch. Well, there, I mean, honestly, there, there's no need. I mean, for, for Vegas specifically, you, you would want two thirds of his salary off the off the. Hook. That's true. It's, I mean, for Vegas, it would be 
All right. If he's around at the deadline, I'll talk to you. But the, And the, then you know what he is, too. But wouldn't the surgery have to be done at that point? Oh, no, surgery's got to be done in the next three weeks. If he wants to play in the Olympics. Right. His thing is about playing in the Olympics. And, and, and then, oh, by the way, the Sabres should full-heartedly want him to play in the Olympics on the big ice, go out there and go, Hey, look at him. Yeah. All right. Remember the four assets I wanted that you wouldn't <laughs> give me? And I want five now. Yeah. They want him back. That's a great point. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily think about that. I thought it was more of he wanted to be back for the Olympics, which I'm sure he does, but Well, uh, they smart. haven't said it, but I sure as hell would want him back. Yeah. Hey, look, there he is. He looks pretty good, doesn't he? I'll take that other prospect you've got <laughs> and another one. Yeah, you wanted Krebs. I mean, we wanted Krebs. Now we want the kid yeah, want from Krebs, Michigan too. We want Krebs, Korzak, and yeah. yeah. All right, so the it's we're underway tonight. Montreal, Toronto, Wilson, and Reeves. Chicago, Colorado. I want to see color. I want to yeah. see Chicago. Yeah, me too. I want to see what Chicago is bringing to the table here. Did you notice uh, the, the NHL made a mural? Of uh, all the biggest faces, each player, you know, each team represented by a player, and they had, you know, all the big names, right? And then when it came to Chicago, instead of Taves or Kane, there's a big picture of Flurry. And I mean, talk about, you know, you know, continuing storylines. This this league. What photographer did they hire to do this piece? Uh, did, I mean, did Alan Walsh hire the guy? <laughs> it did look like the artwork, uh, yeah. the bloody sword. There was no sword, right? <laughs> no, no sword. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick, we got to watch this stuff. The the COVID thing. I mean, we sat in here yesterday. Oh, poor Seattle, they got five guys and blah, 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 blah. Well, they're in COVID protocol. Well, COVID protocol meant four of them took a test in the morning, tested negative. They, I'm assuming... They threw him on a private jet, right. hustled him in here, and they played. Yep. So you got to be watching that stuff all year long. Oh, yeah, this guy's in COVID program. Like, McKinnon's not playing tonight. Right. But Seattle, everybody's like, well, those guys are, you know, well, they're up against it. They all showed. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know this is a different element. You guys talk about it all the time, but betting-wise, geez, you better wait for the, oh, the end of the, the, the very end before you place your bet. I, I, what they just, who did they just sign with today? DraftKings? The NHL? Did they? Okay. I think they just signed a big deal. Yeah. You, you know, listen. I don't want to hear anything from anybody. First of all, this is Vegas. This is who we are and what we do. Now you're in bed with all these places. So the gambling thing's a thing. What do you think the computer chip and all that crap is all about? Well, yeah, right. But Good if point. you're going to be doing this and being partners with all these people, then you got to knock it off with this upper body and lower body crap, and this guy's not going to play because he's in COVID protocol, and then four of them show up. Yeah. You've got, if you're going to be in bed with these guys, you got to play by the rules, and the information's got to be up front, and there's got to be integrity. Amen. I, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. And, I, and, and I thought that with, with, with all these deals in all sports, you know, the, some, there are, was it the Penguins that signed with an Indian casino in, in Pennsylvania? Um, so, so and, and I know Station Casinos here is, is hooked up with the Knights. All, all, all these deals going back and forth. If I were the casinos, and it, it, it'll come to this, and DraftKings and FanDuel too, they will go to these leagues and go, you know we what? need accurate injury right. information. And, and that's another discussion, and the music's playing. We get 50s, 8s. But you know what? Seriously. Stop it. With the upper body, lower body. The guy took a puck in the chops and lost six teeth. It's not a lower body injury. Stop with the cryptic stuff. You know, the guy's pulled a hamstring. 
what does that mean to the other team? You're going to spear them in the cherries? It you know what? What are you going to do? I mean, it's like them knowing what your injury is. I get it. It's it's, it's not, not the it's same league. Ninety eight percent of the time, it's nothing you can go target. Right, right. Stop with the upper body, lower body garbage. It's ridiculous. Stop with the Kremlin. <laughs> well, by the way, this club will uh, hold on to that as oh, long as they can. They'd be the last one. Yeah, yeah. Five years from now, they'll go. Yeah, Mark Andre Fleury hurt his knee in Calgary <laughs> in the first year. All right. Hey, thanks for coming in. Jason Pothier, he's our bud from Vegas. Family's good. Kids are good. Everybody's good. All right, man, you're the best. Thank you so much for coming in. And TC's coming up next. Keep it right here. AM 1400 KSHP.